This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We are in Bismarck, North Dakota, Cathedral of the Holy Spirit, sunny day. We have uh, Father Eli with myself, Karen Slonsky, and also Rufus, his wonderful dog, is walking yes. around here. Just an adorable little dog. He hasn't dog. barked yet. No, he, he hasn't, hasn't barked. barked much yet. My, my 80-pound red lab, who yeah. uh, is a constant companion here in the office. Yeah. So... Well, I'm going to let Father Josh now, um, as we are going to refer to him, um, since we have Father Eli as our next guest, introduced Father Eli. Wonderful. Thank you, Karen. And yeah, we are going to switch it out. I'll go by Father Josh from now on. <laughs> Eli is my last name, uh, because we're blessed to have another Father Eli, um, Eli, yep. first name Elias, right? From the Diocese yep. of, of Duluth. Welcome, Father. Thank you. Thanks for having me on this morning. How are things, you know, uh, we, we talk about the weather. How is the weather? In uh, in Duluth, uh, are you freezing, snowing? Are you? What do you got going on? We got sunny skies today. It's, it's cold, but uh, no snow. And uh, you know, as you know, the days are getting longer, so the sun is a little bit more intense. So we are appreciating that. So. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna hit fifty next week, and everyone will be on the streets dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And it feel like yes. it's uh, a major heat wave. But <laughs> so you are out there in beautiful, in the beautiful diocese of uh, Duluth. Um, at Holy Family and Saint and Saint Lawrence, you have two parishes. Yep, two parishes. Yeah, excellent. Whereabouts are you in the city? You're just outside the city because uh, Duluth is uh, that encompasses. Does that encompass the range even? Uh, the diocese, yes, it, it encompasses the the Iron Range. Um, but I'm in, I'm right in the city, so I'm okay. um, in the West End. They call it. So um, mm-hmm. for those who are familiar with the city, they they might know that, but. Otherwise, you wouldn't. But it's just kind of the that's more the southern part of the city. So. Beautiful and great parish names. The Holy Family obviously has been a big focus uh, for us recently, and the Holy Father really uh, encouraging that. And this year is Saint Joseph, and also the focus on the family, and then Saint Lawrence. So that's is that Saint Lawrence the deacon? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, there's rumor that this parish was named after the Saint Lawrence Seaway, which is here. But oh, since I've been here, I've been trying cool. to skip. It's more connected to the deacon. So. Excellent. The deacon who served so faithfully in Rome. Uh, yeah. And Father Eli and I realized that uh, we're both um, alumni of the Pontifical North American College. Uh, I left there in 2009 and was ordained, and you arrived about when? Uh, I arrived at so the summer that you left is the summer I arrived. Ah, so. we, just, we, just, we just missed each other. That's kind of cool. And then I was back in Rome at the Casa Santa Maria in 2013, and uh, had you you were ordained then. That's right. So we missed each other there too, because you would have come and I would have left. So. Oh, we completely uh-huh. yeah, by, by mere months. Well, now we get to meet, so it's it's a true honor, and to be able to talk about uh, something wonderful that you've got going on. And I'm going to take copious notes, just so you know, uh, <laughs> because you're doing uh, great work and parish work, and in particular. Um, with some small groups, so why don't you share with us a little bit first, a little bit about yourself, because you know even more important than the programs that we undertake and the work that we do, uh, or the people that we are, and uh, and our stories. So how about just a quick one for for anyone out there who doesn't know you about um, yeah. what got you to this point? Yeah, so I, I grew up uh, in Lindstrom, different dioceses. Actually, came to Duluth for school at UMD, University of Minnesota Duluth. Um, Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Bulldogs, yeah, right. and 
engineering. Um, got my engineering degree, but my last few years at, at the college there, I uh, started really having a lot more curiosity about the faith and really kind of wanted to understand why I was Catholic and what that really meant. And as an adult, kind of trying to take take hold of that and understand it more. Through that process of kind of exploring and trying to understand more, I became open to the call of priesthood, even though I didn't know a lot about it. Um, okay. I visited the seminary down at St. John Vianney and at St. Thomas and St. Paul, Minnesota, and uh, ended up going down there right after I graduated the next fall and um, did my philosophy. I just, I, I did pre-theology at the minor seminary, which is a little odd, but that's what we were doing at the time of the diocese, oh, and, then, uh, and then they sent me to Rome, and so uh, through that process of discernment, um, came to feel like the Lord was calling me to the priesthood. It's been a, been a great experience thus far. So beautiful. And you were uh, well, you got a couple, you know, nine years this year. It'll be nine up, years uh, this year. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks for saying yes. Uh, I don't know. We must be related somehow. Um, apart from just being <laughs> Father Eli's, although first name and last name, uh, the Lord also led me to the priesthood through engineering. Wow. Uh, but at North Dakota State, uh, and you were at the University of Minnesota Duluth. So you were what what type of engineering did you uh did you graduate? Uh, it was double E electrical engineering. Well oh, at you... the time it was, it was computer engineering, but okay. now it's just a double E. Okay. For everyone out there who's not familiar, that he's he's the smart type of engineer. Uh... I, I, I did egg and biosystems engineering and so uh we we always uh, admired the electricals and uh, uh, it, it made my brain melt uh, having to, uh, to do even the entry level stuff. But, but was there a moment there? Um, you know, it, it was it anything through university ministry or was there, was there a nugget or um, can you pinpoint a moment or moments? Cause I know these are so important, especially for anyone out there who's listening um, to where, you know, you, you got a little bit of extra encouragement or a door opened or something for you to, uh, to take that step and that leap and that courageous leap, which obviously is paying off. Yeah, I could point to a number of things. Um, one was uh, just returning back to the sacrament of reconciliation was very oh. important for me, kind of opened my eyes to my own need for God and His mercy, and um, I think gave me openness to His grace. Um, and then also I went to a, a Theology of the Body conference by Christopher West. He was just kind of getting oh. started back oh, in yeah. the days. Um, mm-hmm. And he did a conference out in Brainerd, and uh, a, a group of us students went to that, and that just kind of got me excited about, wow, this is a beautiful teaching that our ch- church offers, mm-hmm. and um, made made a lot of sense to me. So those are kind of little moments of, of grace. And then uh, Father Mike Smith came to UMD while I was there, I think okay. my third year, so that kind of brought a lot of fire to Good. the campus. I, I was going to ask I, if, if any of you, I don't know, if any of you know who Mike, Father Mike Schmitz is out there. I don't, all of you probably, <laughs> but okay, so there was a little overlap, and I, since the university has done great things, and I, even since right. I left in North Dakota State in 2002, uh, just focus, and, and what a, a lot of uh, breath and f- of new life. Mm-hmm. This Holy Spirit's blowing you know, rapidly through our universities. I'm so edified by what I see today, uh, a little bit jealous that I didn't have, but uh, the Lord provided for me. Uh, but just the work that Focus is doing, Father Mike Schmitz, you yourself, Father Eli, it's 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 an exciting time to be, I think, to be Catholic in a in a mm-hmm. world where that's hard, where it's hard to be Catholic. Exciting because look what's going on in these in our universities and the, and the, the kids that follow they follow with vigor and 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 so you had you had that spark uh, and then you had the the courage. 
to follow it, to say yes. And, uh, and with an engineering, you were leaving a lot behind. Especially as an electrical engineer, you guys make like twice what we would have. What I would have made. But uh, how, 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 how insignificant those things seem now, huh? Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's been a it's been a joy. Uh, Excellent. And then upon coming back from Rome, that you've been in pastoral work since then. Yeah. Yep. I started in Duluth for three years as an assistant at the cathedral um, and a few other parishes, and then they moved me out to. Uh, near Brainerd, Minnesota, which is right in the middle of the state, and then um, came back to Duluth just about two years ago, and I actually just got word that I'm going to be going back to where I was, um, so uh, a little oh, unusual wow. circumstances there, but um, sure. okay. yeah. Okay. Well, good. We want to, we want to tease this, because uh, obviously you're going to be taking this, this ministry, this insight, um, small group leadership with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, because I am very interested, because we have this challenge. Uh, I'm in a parish of about 1,500 families, which for us is ginormous. Um, mm-hmm. But small group leaders, how do we get people together? I'm in a big parish, a lot of really wonderful people. I want, I want, them to, I want to get their worlds to collide. I want them to, to, be, to, to, to form communities, small communities. I saw this in Africa, yeah. Kenya, East Africa. Small Christian communities, how much life there is in that. Um, tell us a little bit about this because I, I think it's uh, it, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have a, a leadership team that I meet with, you know, a couple times a month or as needed. Sort of uh, the former pastor had set that up, um, and when I came here, um, so there's uh, one of my deacons, a couple of my staff, and then a couple. Of, we have um, the handmaids of the heart of Jesus. We have them serving in our parishes here. Oh, they're kind phenomenal. of a new order. And uh, so they, they, a couple of them serve on that. And so through the discussion with that, we kept on trying to figure out, like, what should we be doing right now? How can we help people encounter the Lord? And that was one of the things that we kept returning to is hmm. we need to help people connect. And it's beautiful to come to Mass and worship together, but outside of that, we need something that kind of can be fueled by that and, and to share about what's going on in our lives. So um, that was kind of the where the conversation started, and so we... We kind of, about a year ago, started planning. Uh, we kind of did a pilot program for leaders that we wanted to train to be the small group leaders. So we did a four-week thing where we kind of did a, a little pilot program. Then we did a retreat with the leaders, continuing to asking them to, to you know, discern this. Is this something you feel called to? Um, and then we did some training for how to do a small group. Um, and then we're finally just launching here in March. So it was very exciting. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Uh, and so, yeah, you were able to, so the, the leadership, the, the group of leaders was already there, you said, from the, your, the previous pastor? Yep. But you were, you, okay. But you were sitting there um, asking the question, right? What do we do? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. an important can, part. Yeah. And uh, in, interesting, we, we, we read, I think one of the sisters probably recommended, we read um, the book that you, Mary, put out, uh, under the president, um, uh, Monsignor Shea, about the apostolic to, I don't know, how did it go? Um, Christendom From to Christendom apostolic. to apostolic, yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that, that helpful for us to kind of give us the language of like, yes, this is what we're seeing, this is what we're observing. And so um, from that, okay, here's here's one way we can try to address the need of, of this apostolic time, so... 
Excellent. And I, we're going to, uh, Karen's going to take us into a break. I want to pick up right there, and I'm glad you mentioned it because uh, I find this to be very profound, very fitting to our time and, and to our work um, yeah. of evangelization. So we're going to take a quick break here, and um, as soon as we come back, we are going to have Father Eli back from the Diocese of Duluth to finish his wonderful story here. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Through this whole process, God has challenged me personally to work with others and to, to, to step back and say, you know what? They can do that way better than I can. I don't need to have my fingers in that. And as soon, and this is just a personal growth that I had, as soon as I was able to let go, it seemed like things were able to blossom. So I took it as, you know, you're kind of getting in the way. I need to step back, let God do the work, and wow, it is amazing what God can do when you just trust. When my skills are needed, they're needed. When they're not, they're not. But that's why I think everybody has to come in on this. Everybody uh, is part of this group. We're not a loner. We can't. Catholic Radio can't be done by one person, no. one whatever. Uh, it, it's truly a family, a family of people giving. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live today. Um, we are here at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. I am Karen Slonsky along with Father Josh Eli. And we are visiting with Father Eli from the Diocese of Duluth on um, some great information here on his community and, and small groups. Absolutely. And you, we let it, we kind of left off with um, uh, what is for me a heck of a teaser, this Christendom to Apostolic, uh, which was a big part, I know, uh, Father Eli, of your uh, kind of developing, helping develop and, and, and respond to a need. But before we get there, we, we found out at the break that we both have another thing in common. Uh, Apart from uh, you know having studied at the at the North American College together, having previous had engineering experience and, and, uh, and degrees there, uh, sharing a, a name, which is not uncommon. And uh, at, at recently, we've both experienced um, the the naming of one of our own priests to the episcopacy. 
and 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 not a small thing, uh, not a small thing, you know, and the impact that it has, and we're honored. Uh, yeah, you had uh, so Bishop Peter Muich is down in Rapid City, correct? Uh, who was the <clears throat> rector of the cathedral, and then that necessitated some moves, uh, and you were a part of that shuffle, right, mm-hmm. uh, which you mentioned a little bit there. Um, the current bishop out in Helena, Bishop Austin Vetter, was the rector of the cathedral here at the Cathedral oh, of the Holy sure. Spirit, and when he was named in 2019, I was working at uh, the Vatican and was planning to spend a little more time there and um, do some more hobnobbing around... Uh, Europe and, and the uh, environs. Uh, and then all of a sudden I got a call from the bishop saying, um, need you back. And yeah. so the, the way there's something beautiful in this life, right, where we, we hand it over, and we all do, and married folks know this probably better than we do, but mm-hmm. handing over, well, for us it's very concrete, because that could mean mm-hmm. you're moving to parish, right? Or, <clears throat> excuse me, you're coming home <clears throat> from Rome. And then we trust and how the Lord provides in spades, even if it's difficult. But I know we've, I think we both experienced that recently, and you know, one of the great honor of having one of our, our brothers now um, elevated you know, as a successor of the apostles in Rapid City and in, and in Helena. And so um, it's just good, though. It's good to, to, to let go, to abandon yeah. ourselves. And that, that obedience, which is right, the hardest of the evangelical councils, uh, those who have to live it know that, yeah. uh, and how important that is in all of our lives, and especially as we uh, submit. Uh, hand, uh, you know, become under the mission of something greater than ourselves, and that's through our bishop and through our pope, and um, we're doing that. So you mentioned as a part of the genesis, I just want to put a, a, a commercial out there for the handmaids of the heart of Jesus, of the heart of Jesus, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Mother Mary Claire uh, down in New Ulm. We are just blessed. They're going to be coming through in, on Monday with the new, um, who's going to be the, the mother superior for a little or uh, community out in Dickinson. Oh, that's neat. And uh, yep. so if any young ladies or yep. people who know young ladies, handmaids, uh, down in New Ulm, and they've, you're up there in Duluth, they're going to be coming to the Diocese of Bismarck. Phenomenal order. They serve uh, the needs of the diocese. Um, they're stable. Uh, just a beautiful order. So I'm glad that you, know, that, that you have them on staff and that they were part of this uh, identifying a need, right? Which is where we were getting back to um, the need for our people. And, and you had mentioned uh, this booklet from the University of Mary and Monsignor Shea and the tremendous work that he's doing out there from Christendom to Apostolic. Christendom to Apostolic. I think this is a, this is a paradigm shift or a paradigm mm-hmm. shift back. So what can you tell us about that and, and how that moved you? And uh, again, just a little bit about this good work you're doing so that I can copy it and bear fruit here. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I've, over the years as a priest, I've, I've read a number of books to try to kind of get at this. You know, Sherry Waddell's book, um, mm-hmm. you know, Intentional Disciples, uh, The uh, Divine Renovation, all these kind of books that kind of try to help us figure out how do we do parish life, how do we do parish ministry. Um, and those are helpful. These are all helpful resources. Um, but what I really uh, found reading this um, from Christian and the Apostolic is, not so much a methodology, but just the language of speaking, like, what we are experiencing. And, you know, I did a four-week series in the parish talking about basically what that book presents to my people, and it really resonated because a lot of our uh, Catholics, especially the older generations, are looking at things and saying, gosh, we thought we did everything right, and yet Mm -hmm. our children, our grandchildren aren't, you know, 
as active in the church as we would like them to be. And uh, this is hard for us. It's hard for us to see. And so mm-hmm. they're, they're asking, what, what did we do wrong? And, and why isn't it working? And, and so mm-hmm. I think giving them the language of like, you know, it's a different time. It's a different, uh, we're, we're no longer just able to float in the river and go where the Lord is leading us. We have to swim upstream and there's a, a new reality. So to give people that language, I think is very helpful. Um, and so part of this small group is like saying, okay, we, we are swimming upstream. So we can't be swimming alone, and we need to uh, we need to talk about our experiences and share with each other um, what it is that we're experiencing as a challenge. Um, part of part of this too was, you know, I've been in a support group as a priest that we, we meet once a month, mm-hmm. and it's been a really helpful thing for me. So the idea was, well, can't parishioners do this too? And so to have a fraternity or a small group as a group of parishioners who want to be accountable to one another, who want to help each other serve in the in the mission of you know what it is to be a catholic um to be able to talk about their challenges and their joys and their sorrows and what they're excited about all of these things so you know a lot of small groups are are centered around reading a book or a bible study or 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 doing something like that and you know what we've kind of proposed is like that's fine if you want to do that as part of this but the main the main object here is to really talk about your faith as a Catholic and how Good. how you're how you're experiencing that together. So yeah, can't just be a social club. Mm-hmm. That can be it's yeah. off, it's often a big part of it. Yeah, but we got to get to the core, yeah. right? We got to get to the yeah. nitty gritty and um, and share and pray, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. beg the Holy Spirit to enliven us. So good. So it's a number of things that they're going to be doing. Are they, you know, this core team, are they going out? Are they, are they, are they gathering people around themselves, kind of discipleship type model? And then, um, are they the start? And then they're going to invite other people in? Is that the, the concrete mechanics yeah. of it? So we kind of, so we trained the leaders, and then we kind of said to the parishioners, here are times when these leaders are going to lead a small group. Hmm. Sign up if you're interested. Um, okay. We had a, a number of weeks of that. So people just kind of signed up if they were interested, Excellent. and um, the small groups have filled up. And so now, hopefully, they'll they'll do this for a number of you know years, or or at least a good amount of time. And then every year, the hope is to kind of train new leaders, or or maybe split groups if we need to, and and develop that that ministry so that people can really enter into that that life of being enriched by by serving and and walking with one another, not just. Uh, Coming to mass without knowing people sure. or without having that connection, but having that personal connection and journeying with others. So that's kind of the idea. Amen to that. Right? We need to be apostolic to get out there, but we're journeying together. I think that's great. We can't sit back and rest on our laurels. Uh, mm-hmm. We're swimming upstream, but uh, we got a we got a big paddle. Uh, Jesus Christ and a great boat. <laughs> the church, right. you know, it's a motor. Right? He's a it's a jet engine, yeah. and when when we fuel it, so. Uh, wonderful yeah. work. I, I'm going to take uh, take some of that and steal from your idea, and you might be getting a call from me. Yeah. Well, thank you, Father Eli, for your time today. We greatly appreciate that you joined us. Great information for all our listeners. Um, we thank wish you, you all. The best. Yeah. Yeah. God bless you all in Bismarck. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Well. Okay. Yeah. Thank God you. God bless you. So we are going to turn it over to Therese here to give us a preview of the next show. Yeah. Thanks. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's. Friday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Dylan Reinhardt and Teresa Curley are your hosts, coming to you live from Pius XII Newman Center in Brookings. They'll discuss dating the Catholic way. 
and Brother Michael Joseph Donahue will be on to share about how he is preparing for ordination. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Great. Thank you, Trez. Appreciate that. Well, Father Eli, we are on the home stretch, so I want to thank you and the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit for... Well, I want to welcome you home as well, (laughs) not just sister. You were were at elementary school here. Yes, I was the Cathedral Comet. Wonderful. Yes, the Comets. It was the Comets. And you were a star pupil, I'm sure. (laughs) I was. Yeah. No, it's been great, and and what great guests, and and what great things that are going on. I know it's a tough world, and we're praying for the Ukraine. We've got to do stuff. But to see, to hear these stories, right, of the Civarellas, uh, and how the Lord's brought them together, and, and the diaconate, and all the work that they're doing, um, Dr. Ralph Martin, just phenomenal. Right? I'm excited to have uh, him for our keynote for our God, banquets. It'll be, it'll be superb, right? So, yep. yeah, get your tickets, get signed up. I'm sure there's info on the website. Yep. Uh, Sister Kathleen reaching out uh, into the margins, uh, as Jesus said, you know, the Mother Teresa's the, the hand prayer, right? How do, how do you explain the gospel? Yep. Right? She'd lift up her hand and say, You did it to me. And that's how she summed up the gospel. And that's the most profound homily. Yep. You know, I think it's uh, Bishop Barron who tells the story. This is the most profound homily he's ever heard. Yep. He holds up her hand, you did it to me. And neat. she's doing that. And then um, Father Eli out in Duluth, uh, just, just firing people up, getting yeah. them together. we got a journey together because swimming alone is not fun. <clears throat> and I don't swim very well. So <laughs> I don't either. I'd rather so be in the boat we with, a, with a bunch of people <laughs> rowing and Jesus himself at the, at the helm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that wraps up our Real Presence Live show for today. Um, we're, we're excited. Um, uh, stay tuned for more great programming on Real Presence Radio Live. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.